Hi, I'm Carl Palchuk. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast, and I'm joined today by Ramey Bell, and he's from Tech A Reputation. Welcome to the show. Hi, Carl. Thanks for having me. Well, so you got in touch with me. Tell me about your background and a little bit about you and a little bit about your company. Sure. Well, I'm a hybrid sort of uh, tech and marketing uh, person with my background. It seems like uh, I'm either doing marketing or I'm either doing tech or both in my career. So I've always kind of gravitated back towards marketing. That's my true passion. But I'm even happier when I'm marketing technology products and services. So, um, but yeah, I've worked for, before MSPs were called system integrators. That kind of dates myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's before Microsoft partners. <laughs> exactly. I had the small business Bible I carried around from Harry. And he's in my neck of the woods because I'm north of Seattle. And uh, I worked there as both a tech and then I migrated over to marketing and was even doing managed services before it was even a buzzword. So, um, but yeah, I've been doing technology sales and marketing for you know quite a few years. And then six years ago, I bought a shop to go into business for, for myself for once. And uh, it was a break fix shop in a town of about 30,000 north of Seattle. And, uh, Grew that from a break fix shop to about oh, about 300 uh, residential MSP clients, and I've been uh, just not managing the day to day anymore, just managing the residential portion of the business, and started using reviews in the business to help with my reputation and growing it online, and uh, keeping customers happy. And uh, when I first purchased the business uh, six years ago, I found that the reputation of the uh, from the previous owner wasn't as well as I thought it was. Right. And so what I did to turn the reputation around is I renamed the company and my wife and I were working together in the shop and we decided to really personalize our service and generate good word of mouth by using a couple of things. One was thank you cards to every single customer that came in the shop, no matter what size of the job. And that boosted all of our marketing and the results were immediate. We had customers just stopping by the shop to say hello and say, thank you for the card. We appreciate it. Nobody does that anymore. Right. So, so this is a town of 3000, you said 30, sorry, 30,000. Okay. Yeah. And so, so you had 300 customers cause I know so many people who say, look, my town is only whatever, 350,000. So there's not that many clients available to me, <laughs> but you know, it sounds like you're doing pretty well. Well, we, it, it gives you an advantage having a shop because then they, they know you as a person and can, can sign up with confidence that you're going to take care of them and you're not going to damage their computer from, you know, the scam callers like they get all the time. And, you know, we still get those quite prevalently uh, from week to week. But um, after sending the thank you cards, we'd send, this was several years ago, before there was a lot of reputation management services for IT companies where it would send after we closed out a ticket or excuse me, an invoice in uh, QuickBooks and it would send an automated uh, review. And after they got the thank you card, they'd get a request for review. So it boosted our, our reviews uh, online at the same time from the goodwill that we had with the customers. And what's the tool that does the automatic request for a review? Is that QuickBooks? That was what I was using several years ago. Um, last year, I started doing a tool that I was so uh, impressed with that I licensed it so that I could offer as a service for other IT companies. And that is techreputation.com. 
Ah, okay. So late last year, I, I started this business and the day-to-day break-fix stuff. I've turned over to some partners and I manage the residential. It doesn't take too much time out of the day. and I'm focusing the majority of my time on uh, tech reputation. Very cool. So what other services does it offer besides uh, reviews? It's, uh, there's three parts. Uh, managing and obtaining more positive reviews online for your IT business. Um, once you collect those reviews, we help you market those reviews online. So we help you publish to Facebook, uh, Twitter, Google Plus, on your website, and also to a local directory site that displays all your reviews with an average score. And then the third part, and one of the reasons I chose the software, is we help with all your business listings that are out there on the Internet. There's about 55 of them that you need to pay attention to because Google does. And we help take your business information, you enter it once in the dashboard, and we push that out to all the directories and keep it synchronized and minimize duplication uh, from the same dashboard that you're managing your reviews from. You know, it's interesting because... Uh, that you know, there are people who are doing like these dark web scans. Yeah, and I have noticed lots and lots of activity where um, people are trying to contact me through old addresses, and that just literally it has to be old stuff that's out on the internet that's been scraped off of websites. Even if the websites don't li- exist anymore, that stuff lives forever. It does. It does, and your reviews online are are going to start living online forever too. And especially the ones that are negative and the ones that you don't respond to, which is an important thing to keep in mind. So is this just services like Yelp, which has a very bad reputation? It does allow you to pull in the reviews from Yelp. So we take your reviews from all these different sites, Google, Yelp, Facebook. We pull them into the dashboard so that you can manage them instead of having to go to each site individually. And you get a, an average score uh, collectively and individually. Um, Yelp, unfortunately, is so trusted by Google that you have to have some sort of presence there, even if it's free. And they will try to get you to spend several hundred dollars a month to, you know, unfilter your reviews, so to speak. And from that standpoint, I don't like them too much either, but they do get a lot of negative press from that. Yeah. Well, and they they do a lot of arm twisting to get people to pay them money or you're suddenly you've got bad reviews and nothing anybody can do about it. They they do, and I I advise companies to spend that three four hundred five hundred dollars a month they want to charge you whatever it is to other marketing efforts first, and and then go back to Yelp and and test it for a while. Don't sign a long term contract. Right. Yeah. It's it's anyway. I don't want to sidetrack the conversation. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are not happy with that. At the same time, uh, how do clients find these reviews? in places other than Yelp. I mean, if I, if I went online and looked for IT, where would I see these? Well, if you look for Ramey's Computer Shop and then put reviews on the, other, on the end of it, that's where they're gonna find the reviews. And those are taken from all the popular websites. So that's why it's important to have your listings on all these other websites consistent and that you do have reviews, not just on the top three, that you spread them out. Excuse me, sorry. Um, and you said there's 55? There's about 50 that Google pays attention to that are worth pursuing and keeping your, your data uh, updated, yes. So uh, Tech Reputation is your company. It's my company, yes. And you have licensed software that allows you to offer this service. 
And so how do you find IT consultants who are looking for what you're doing? Um, I have some referral partners that have groups on Facebook. Uh, I do have my own group on Facebook as well. I've been reaching out to a lot of partners that, that deal with IT companies. For example, I integrate with some ticketing software and there's a lot of users on Facebook that use that software and I reach out to them and see if they need to have the automation portion of when you resolve a ticket then it automatically sends a request out. So it does save them a lot of time. Right. And what percentage of clients actually fill out these uh, requests? They, um, there's some stats that say um, about 70% will, if you ask them and, and remind them about 70% um, on my system, I don't, it's probably about between 50 and 70. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, you know, some of the tools PSAs <clears throat> have that kind of functionality built in, but mm -hmm. my experience was almost nobody fills them out. You know, they do it. Like, oh, you know, we had six tickets this week. I'm not going to fill out a review on every ticket, you know. And we we make it so that there's a time period where it doesn't ask for an automated review. But one of the, the other features is if they don't leave a review, we gently remind them a couple of days later. It's totally configured in the system to ask them again. Sometimes people are just busy or they forget. Right. Or they feel it's too hard. Like, oh, I got to sign up for a Google account just to leave a Google review. So we make that process easier too by giving them choices. So you can go to Google, you can go to Yelp, you can go to Facebook. And if they're on an Android device, because we're also using text messaging, it automatically pushes them to Google because they already have a Google account. So it makes that technology barrier um, a lot easier for them. Um, I hadn't thought about the phone piece. So what percentage or, you know, do you know how many people are using their phone versus a computer? It's, growing by the day and and that's one of the the things i looked at in the system when i was licensed i wanted to have a mobile system because the younger generation are using them and the stats say that yeah you know google's got a mobile first index now and that tells you something and i'm even looking at my website when people are coming to it and it's it's all it's 80 percent is mobile you know it's funny because uh, when I do type, I'm like, uh, hunt, peck, you know, and uh, then I see like my daughter's like, I'm like, I can't even, I don't even know what she's doing. Like, I don't, I can't move my fingers that fast. Yeah, it makes so, you feel old real quick, doesn't it? Yeah, well, and also I like, and then I, I use the voice thing. So I do the voice thing and I do my text message by talking into the phone. And then young people make fun of me for that. So, but it seems easier. <laughs> a lot of people are using voice and that's going to be another search engine optimization tactic you're going to have to worry about here in the coming years. Definitely where your, where your uh, shop shows up. Yeah. So that's an interesting question. So how do, how do I adjust my site if somebody is browsing by voice? Tab, tab, tab. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it's going to have to have geolocation in, in the, in the uh, website and then you're going to have to show up on Google maps, the top three results. And so when I'm offering this reputation service, I tell potential clients that I'm also really helping you with your local search engine optimization because with the combination of reviews and the combination of managing your business listings is going to help you rank better in the Google maps. And if you don't do it, your competitor will. 
because those you're battling for the three spots now. It used to be seven. Now it's down to three before people click on the next page of the maps, which a lot of people don't do, especially oh. if they're on a phone. Is that because of ads at the top and bottom? No, Google just just made it, you know, click here for more map results, and they, they just lowered the amount from seven to three. Huh. So your, 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 your real estate space for getting clicks is a lot smaller. Right. So your website really not, not only needs to be optimized for mobile and responsive and so forth, but it also needs to have your, your name, address, phone number on every single page that you can. Have oh. your test. Ha, yeah. Have your, have your yeah. information and use what's called structured data, which is basically just extra code that tells Google, this is my address. This is my phone number. This is my website. So they can categorize it and read it very easily. Right. Now, Facebook just changed the way all of their metadata works <laughs> on my website. So now I got to like literally like throw all that junk away. Um, <clears throat> so how do you deal with the fact that Google and Facebook and even Yelp, I mean, they changed their, their requirements and everything like on a regular basis. And of course they don't send you a note, not that you would care, but you know. of course, of course they change all the time. And that's why it's good to have a good advisor whether it's a service like mine or a local search engine optimization firm, it's their job to stay on top of these, these changes and what you need to do to, to roll along with them. And if you do have some of your trusted advisors, you know, it's going to save you time. You can do it yourself, but it's pretty time consuming. And that's why a service like mine helps IT companies because they don't have time. They're too busy taking care of customers. Right. And well, I have uh, personally, I have dozens of websites because I have them for lots of different products. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, one of the things I've done is <clears throat> I put my terms of service and privacy policy in one place and I just link to that from all the other websites. So that way I don't have to change something, you know, like my address oh, across, yeah. you know, all those websites. Cause in California we have a state law that, you have to have your terms of service and your privacy policy on every single website. So, you oh, know, wow. yeah, it, and, and most people don't do it. Most people ignore it completely, but legally <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So uh, if I sign up for your service, I get uh, access to a dashboard Correct. and mm -hmm. these automated um, things. Now, which, PSAs or ticketing systems, if you don't mind, which, which ones do you connect into? Um, I'm using Zapier as kind of the, the technology to talk to them because they haven't integrated directly. So Repair Shopper, their new Synchro MSP from the same company, I'm, I'm integrated with that currently and it's working well. Um, Atera is another one that I can use Zapier with. Um, I tried getting connected to ConnectWise, but they don't expose certain fields I need to be able to, to automate it. So um, any, any technology that I can integrate with, with Zapier, I can, I can integrate very easily. So if you're using like QuickBooks online, you know, at the last portion or zero for accounting, I can tie into that. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. And um, when you connect in, do I have to give you certain information about my site or do you just, you just deal with it directly in the code? Um, it's just a matter of entering API keys on both ends and they talk to each other in Zapier. Right. Okay. Very cool. And how long does that take to get set up generally? 
it's an average about 30 minutes and I, I do charge a setup fee because I do the setup one-on-one -on -one, and that gives me a chance to talk about their shop and what they're doing and what, you know, what type of shop are they an MSP or break fix or both? Do they serve residential or business? And let's me, you know, I take a look at their, their search engine optimization and give them some, some tips. So it's one of the things I bring to the table with is I know their business because I've been in it. And then two, it's just the one-on-one -on -one support that I do provide. I'm constantly, you know, on Facebook messenger answering questions from customers so they don't have to even call on the phone and leave a message or anything like that. Right. So is this best for companies that have a, uh, like a walk-in business where clients can bring computers versus like, you know, managed service, like I've run two managed service businesses. I've never had a client come to my office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and you have a limited number of customers com compared to somebody who's repairing computers or phones even, um, a lot more foot traffic. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's probably a little bit more suited to the, to the, the break fix and the, the shop owners. Um, but we, we know we have several MSP customers too, but that's all they do. Right. And to what extent uh, is the questionnaire that the people get uh, customizable? It's fully customizable. You can change whatever the email says when you first request a review, the follow-up that you send to them, the text message, how often the, the follow-up goes. Is it one time? Is it two? How often in between do you ask them? And then you can also say, I, I don't want to contact a customer that's been asked within 90 days, 180 days. So if you have an MSP and you're seeing that regular customer over and over, you only want to ask them maybe once or twice a year. And that's a good barometer to see how you're doing throughout that time. Right. So is this just a like, hey, go here and put in a review? Or is it actually a, how, how did we do? Rate us and here's five stars. There's, there's, there's four or five, uh, five different workflows. Um, one of them is, is designed for in, more of an internal review and you're not trying to push them up publicly. Why you, like if you want to get the thing, you want to prime the pump, so to speak, and get some reviews on your site. Right. And that, that gives them a five star plus a comment. But the one that we recommend that has the best conversion rate for getting a review is the yes, no question. Were you happy with the service? Because when whatever workflow that you use, if, it, if it's no or a bad score, we stop right there and alert you as the, the shop owner, the IT business owner, and give you a chance to contact that customer. And this prevents oh, a bad that, review. So that means it doesn't go out to whatever site, Google Plus or anything? Correct. Yeah, you have control over that. We want you to catch those negative reviews before they're posted and then possibly turn them into a, a good review. And right. many times that does happen. And so if they only give you two stars, there's no follow-up. You don't bug them every day. No, no. <laughs> like, exactly. Dude, you really got to put up those two stars. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So about how many people do you have as a, a client? How many IT pros? Um, I just started at the end of last year, and I have between 25 and 30. Uh, when I say between, it's because some are on 14-day trials, which I offer to everybody, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there's no risk. And I do the setup. If you decide you don't like it, you know, you don't get charged for the setup to do that. So. All right. And so you're offering a, a bit of a discount to people who watch this interview. Anyone that watches or listens to the, to your podcast, I'm offering 10% off. You just use uh, coupon code Carl. Keep it easy. Very cool. So, and we'll put the links down here. So everybody's uh, hooked up. Um, <clears throat> 
And when you do this, do you think that it brings in extra business or do you think it just sort of solidifies the, the people feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm happy with my guy and I don't have to go anywhere else? It does both. It, it reinforces the relationship with, that you have with your, your customers. It encourages word of mouth. And uh, with the things that I was talking about earlier with the Google Maps, it does impact revenue because you're showing up higher in the search rankings. And those, those have been proven to already you know, affect your bottom line as well. So the return on investment on having a review system in place is quite high. Do you think that um, at the very small end, very small clients, um, the reviews matter that much compared to, I don't know, buying shoes or a new razor or something like that? With the stats, the way they are, I have a couple of them here actually. Um, 95% of consumers looked online for a local business. 85% uh, of consumers trust online as much as personal recommendations, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and 73% of consumers trust a local business more from positive reviews. So we're living in a review-driven economy. And if you remember, you know, Amazon started with just books. Yelp just started with restaurants. And look, look where they're at now with their reviews and how it's driven their sales. So I think it does apply to a very small business. Uh, when someone says, hey, who do I go to for computer repair? One of the first things they do after getting a recommendation is look them up on their phone or look up on a website when they get home. And then they look at the reviews on that website. And then they go to Google and say business name reviews to kind of reinforce their their decision. So yeah, I re highly recommend it for any size IT firm. It's interesting because I was just ha having a discussion with a friend of mine that, you know, I, I, I'm a personal believer that SEO is sort of a checkbox. You have to do it. You have to do the minimum, but it literally cannot drive business to your company because, you know, in a, in a city of half a million, there might be 30 people searching mm -hmm. in a day. There might be 30 in a month searching for IT consulting or computer consulting or computer repair or something like that. So SEO isn't really going to do you any good. But what happens with reputation, it seems to me, is that these are people who are already searching for what you're selling. And like you say, you know, just doing a search, okay, there are 7 million companies, but doing it with reviews, now there's only a handful who are going to show up. Exactly. And they're farther down the buying process, you know, of, of getting to know you and your company when they're searching for reviews. So do you mind telling us uh, some idea of what this costs? Oh, absolutely. For a, a very small shop that doesn't need automation, it's $30 a month. If you need integration with like Repair Shopper or with Zapier, it's 49 And then if you want everything, including the business listings management, it's 99 so it's very affordable for any size shop and you'll find that you won't have to have a separate service and separate costs for the business listing management. It's all tied in, in the same place. So if you make about thousand mm, dollars extra in a year, it's all paid for. Exactly. Exactly. So very cool. And, um, are people putting these on their own sites? Are they like saying, Hey, look at my Yelp reviews. Look at my Google plus reviews versus yeah. just, like if you sent me a review, I would copy it. I might copy it and paste it on one of my websites. That's all I would do. And that's another time sink, copying, pasting reviews onto your website. We offer some code, whether it's WordPress or an iframe that streams your reviews from your dashboard. 
And so it gives basic listing information and a link for them to leave another review if they'd like. But yeah, it streams them all um, after they get indexed in Google. Then we send the review out to the website. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it saves a lot of time. So I just put that code over on the right-hand side, and then um, does it actually, like, stream? Does it scroll, or just whenever I refresh so it? There's the, WordPress, the WordPress one scrolls in the uh, sidebar. The iframe doesn't scroll. The iframe just basically has a static page. So it picks a few and puts them up there. Yep. So very cool. And um, for a smallish shop, um, about how many reviews do you think they get in a month? From this, um, you could easily well, depending on the you know the the amount of jobs they get in the shop. You know, if you think of you know thirty forty percent, you could easily get um, you know twenty reviews. Very cool. Yeah. And do the, do you ever expire them or anything like that? Or are you just like a positive review, man? We're just keeping it forever. We do the same thing, whatever you know the other sites do, and. And, and go from there. So yeah, they, they do live forever and you can control how many reviews they do paginate. So you can go back in time, but that also shows your business. that has a lot of reviews and you, and you do want that on all the sites, including your own. Right. You know, it's so funny. I started writing reviews for Yelp and TripAdvisor and stuff like this. <laughs> TripAdvisor, um, they, it's almost like gamification. They're like, oh, you just need one more review of a hotel to get this badge, and you need one more review of a meal to get this badge. Right. <laughs> what, what, what good does a TripAdvisor badge do me? <laughs> I'm not really sure, but that does bring up a good point about kind of gaming the system. You don't want to incentivize reviews. Um, it's, a, it's a no-no in the eyes of Google and Yelp. They want trusted reviews. There's right. no reason why after you get a review that you thank your customer in such a way that you feel fit. There's nothing wrong with that, but you do have to be careful. Federal Trade Commission doesn't like it either, so you can get yourself in trouble. There was some news in, in Google recently where um, a law, law firm was incentivizing their clients, and they had all the reviews taken down. Oh. Yeah, so it costs them some reviews. That's interesting. So, um, so – do you ever get confused with people who say, oh, reputation management, you know, one of my former employees said something nasty about me. You're, you're not in the business of fixing that. No, no, that's, that's kind of a whole separate business. And that's basically comes down to doing search engine optimization to a point to push those things down is basically what that, what they do. And that can be very expensive, but yeah, we don't do that. Right. So, uh, so folks can sign up for a 14-day free trial. They get a discount with the code Carl, and we'll put all of the links down below. So, absolutely cool. happy to offer it. Is there anything else that uh, you'd like to tell the folks? The last thing I'd like to say is, uh, don't ignore your online business assets, and and do view them as business assets, just like you view your signage, your shop. Uh, all the tools that you use, because you can't ignore your website, you can't ignore your reviews. And if you don't do something with your reviews and just kind of hope for faith that they'll be positive, you'll be you'll be genuinely surprised. And like we mentioned before, it does impact your bottom line. And inside the tool, because if if I if there was a particularly good review, I know I can like copy and paste it in like. Mm -hmm permanently put it in code above the rest. But 
Uh, is there any way in the system to say, this is my favorite review, show that one more often? Uh, no, but you can uh, syndicate them to Facebook and they live there, but there's no way of sorting saying this is my favorite. You'd have to do that, a copy and paste, make a graphic out of it. Yeah. But this, the reviews that we do have in the system, you can enable it. So it does post a graphic uh, on your business page on Facebook. It converts it from text to a graphic. Oh, that's cool. And that and engages you, the customers and customers will reply and respond to those reviews. And I think you can still either pin them or something. There used to be one where you could say, I want this post to show up at the top. Yes, yes, you can do that. And you can also oh. use it for ads too. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so it is actually, like you say, it's, a, uh, it's an asset of the business to have these around. So It is, it truly is. Very cool. Well, I encourage folks to take a look at it, see if it works for them, and I appreciate you for joining me today. Thanks, Carl. I had a good time. Thanks for your time. All righty. Thank you very much. 